Would you believe that vacation could be both fun and meaningful? Most of us associate vacation with uh, lightheartedness, even folly, where we just are loose and let go. And uh, we associate seriousness and more um, deeper pursuits, either after or before vacation. But you'll learn something new today, and that is that vacation can also be purposeful and spiritual. And indeed, not only does it add a dimension of deeper meaning, but it also makes it more fun. How do you like that? So please join me. How to vacation with purpose. And infuse your summer months with something perhaps unprecedented that you will never forget. Hi, this is Simon Jacobson, and welcome. We will be talking about how to vacation with purpose. Most of us think of vacation in terms of lightheartedness, free-spiritedness, uh, even folly, and just letting loose, and just doing the things that uh, whatever our inclination and whim enjoys without much direction, purpose, or deeper meaning. But the fact is, that um, vacation can actually be infused with something far more than just something casual, superficial, and most importantly, temporary. It could be infused with deeper purpose. And that's what we want to talk about. And indeed, most of us would think that would somewhat compromise or weaken the fun part of it. No, it'll actually enhance it with something far deeper while even being more profound fun than you can ever have imagined. So... I said, buckle your seatbelts, embrace yourself <laughs> for a journey into a new type of vacation where you have everything you've had till now plus more. That's the, that's the, the value proposition. So, how is that possible? It goes back to who we are, we as human beings. Now, we all understand there are times of serious moments, somber moments, moments when we are either in prayer or meditation or thinking about our deeper purpose. And there are times where we do need to let go, where, whether it's weekends or evenings, or we go, out, we go out to dinner or for fun, or vacation time, summertime. A human being needs all of that. We can't always be 24-7 in a purely focused and concentrated mode. Sometimes we do need somewhat of a more relaxed state. And that's also healthy for the body. Obviously, you need a good balance, because a human being, on one hand, we're never satisfied with animal bliss. So just to sit in a beach chair at a, at a beach and really do nothing except bask in the sun and enjoy the water is not something that the human, human nature, the restless spirit, would not tolerate for long. Even though it sounds like a great dream, but try it out for a while. On the other hand, to have completely sitting at work and constant pressure and constant deadlines and, and all the tensions that come with that, is also not the proper balance. 
So the balance is exactly like a cardiogram, like a wave, no pun intended, like a wave. A wave where there are peaks and valleys, not too extreme ups and not too extreme lows. So you don't have tremendous anxiety, but you also don't have tremendous um, uh, calm and serenity. It's a healthy angst, a healthy restlessness. And that's the balance that we should strike. Remember, years ago, I actually created a type of what we call the Ratzi Veshuv Index. Ratzi Veshuv is the Hebrew words in the, prophet, in the vision of Ezekiel that the Kabbalah uses to describe this tension and resolution that I, just, uh, um, that I just described with a cardiogram. A tension and resolution, a healthy sense of tension by climbing a ladder, looking up, and aspiring, dreaming, pursuing something greater, which requires a certain measure of angst, healthy angst, and then gaining it and resolving it and internalizing it. And this is a constant dance, like the dance of contraction and expansion, exhaling and inhaling, the dance of life, the pulsating force that defines what very life is. Okay, but that's the balance. But there are times in the year when, when there's a greater focus on one or the other. For example, when you come to the high holiday season. So it's a law that we call the days of awe. More solemn days, more somber days. We're more introspection, soul-searching, and so on. And then there's vacation time. But it's summer, where the focus perhaps is more, not so much on heavy work and introspection, but on relaxing more, enjoying family, enjoying time. I'm not talking now about anything that's prohibited or unhealthy or destructive. That is not the topic of this, uh, of, this discu- of this discussion now. However, to suggest that is complete compartmentalization, two different realities, a duality in our lives, is also incorrect. I've discussed this many times. There is a happy medium. There's, there is a third dimension that integrates the two. In other words, even when we're having a more vacation moment, a lighter moment, it also... It's still the same human being. You still need to have a certain deeper purpose and meaning in that. And even when you're doing something that's more solemn, it should also have a certain lightness to it. That's a true healthy balance. That's what we call the the true harmony and integration when you are able to capture both, both aspects and master that dance. Now, it is a navigation because they do go in two different directions, just like contraction and expansion are going through two different directions, but they work in perfect harmony with each other, and they both need each other. So actually, vacation in that sense is a challenge to us. How, what really are we made of? Obviously, when you're sitting in a synagogue or in a house of worship, or you're in a time of a serious moment where you have of introspection or soul-searching, you're going to be looking inward. But what about when things are going are, are not in that place? When things are, you're more comfortable. Are you stuck in your comfort zone? And vacation is a perfect litmus test where you can discover something deeper about yourself precisely because you're not being pressured, not because there's a need, a need for it, but because you want it. So it's actually an opportunity to dig deeper and in the process understand the very need that we have to be able to enjoy ourselves. And yes, have fun, but never neglecting the purpose of our existence, the transcendental purpose. So in a sense, you can say, how do we infuse transcendence into the lightheartedness and the fun of vacation? Interesting challenge. 
So let me share with you this story, which is one of my favorites. It also has shaped so much of what I do. And you'll see from the story how it can really change the way you look at everything. And in this case, we're talking about vacation with purpose. The story is with a with the Baal Shem Tov, the great mystic, lived in the 17th, 18th century. And um, he had a student whose name was Rab Chaim Rappaport. Now, this Rab Chaim Rappaport was once sent by the Baal Shem Tov on a mission to go to a particular place and uh, do something, either a mitzvah or to help someone. I don't even know if we know the details of what he had to accomplish. He came back, mission accomplished. Seemingly, story over. No, story's not over. The Balshantav asked him, how did you travel? How did you get there? Which seemingly is irrelevant. He, the mission was done, what difference does it make whether he went north, south, east, or west? But the Balshantav insisted, so Reb Chaim responded by saying, well, it was a two-day trip, two-and-a-half-day trip. The first night, I... Um, stayed in an inn. Second night, there was nowhere to stay in an inn, so I camped out at the side of the road, and I slept there. Then in the morning, I woke up, I washed my hands, said my prayers, and then sat down to have something to eat. There was a little brook of water at the edge of the road, a little inside into the little forest there, and I went over, I filled up a cup, and made a blessing, the, the blessing you make on water. Baruch atah Hashem alekeinu melech ha'olam shahakal niyeh b'dvaray in Hebrew. The Baal Shem Tov jumped up in excitement and said, that brook of water was waiting from the beginning of time for you to come there to make a blessing. That's the story. Think about it. We live in a world with 8 billion people plus. May it only grow, may people have healthy lives, good lives, and so on. You can think that you're very negligible. One grain of sand on a beach, who really cares among 8 billion people? When you take into account the larger universe and the different solar systems and beyond solar systems, the universes out there, we seem to be completely insignificant. But then you come to this story, and it says all of existence was waiting for you to make a blessing, to drink that water and make a blessing on it. What it taught me was, I've traveled my share in this life and will continue to travel, hopefully. Been to many different places, spoken, visited, congregated, communed. And every time I think about this story, wherever I go, I think about this story. And I say, perhaps this place, this time was waiting not out of arrogance, out of responsibility, as a gift for me to be there and do something positive. Not that no one else has done anything positive, and the world is waiting for that too. But imagine looking at life through that lens and that perspective. Then everything changes. This is no matter whether you're in a house of worship praying, studying, speaking to God, introspective, or lying on a beach, sharing a beach or traveling on some exotic vacation, or not so exotic vacation. Wherever you go, every footstep you take, every step you take, every breath you take, is infused with, some, with cosmic significance. 
Every step you take is infused with cosmic significance that affects you and the entire world. You may not see it or feel it. Now, it's not so surprising today when you think about the scientific concept of the butterfly effect and understanding how microscopic and, and invisible forces impact the entire universe all the time. We talk about subatomic particles that sense each other wherever they may be, billions of miles apart. That there's an integral unity in what some call the, the tapestry of life, or the quilt, an invisible quilt that connects everything, whether it's string theory or other theories, but that there's forces at work, butterfly effect. The butterfly flutters its wings in Kansas City, and that can create a typhoon in Singapore. Or in the words of Maimonides, that you have, we have to look at the world completely balanced, positive and negative. The scales are balanced. And your one good deed and one good word and one good thought tips the scales. But to go back to the story, think about it. I remember once walking, I was in a, um, it was actually in, uh, in Western United States. I was uh, in the Northern California, Redwood Territory. And after my, I gave a talk that evening, the next morning they took me on a tour to the redwoods, to the other massive trees. And walking in the forest, and I saw you know, different paths where people had walked, and I decided to take, in Robert Frost's words, the road less traveled on, a path that no one seemed to have walked on, at least not recently. Precisely because I was thinking about this story. And I was walking there, and my, my tour guide, or my host, said to me, where are you going? I said, I just want to walk here a few minutes. And we walked together. And I thought about it, and I said to him something, a thought. I said, I'd like to share with you something. See this massive tree? What does it remind you of? What does it teach us? It teaches us that the deeper the roots, the greater the fruits. And we talked about it. And he said, why did you want to share that with me? I said, first of all, it's a nice thought. And especially when you understand the whole intricacies of how these roots work and how they interact with each other. But also, I wanted, and I shared with him the story with the Baal Shem Tov. I said, it could be that you and I are walking here, and all of existence has been waiting for us to come here to share a thought that will inspire us both. Maybe this tree is waiting for us to look at it and say, my friends, what are you learning from me? And I saw that my tour guide was visibly touched. He says, you know, I have given thousands of tours and nobody ever said that with me, even though I've taken them to all kinds of interesting places. So it does transform how you look at things. And then suddenly, even things that seem trivial, superficial, temporary. You know, I'm going on vacation for five days somewhere. I'll definitely enjoy myself. I'm staying in a nice hotel or staying in another place or camping or whatever it may be. I'm visiting different beautiful scenes, going to the beach, going out to eat. I mean, everything that comes with a nice vacation, with the people you love, especially. But regardless, even if you go alone, when you think about it, every step you're taking, everything you're looking at, is brimming with potent potential. The potential that's been waiting from the beginning of time and space for you to come there and access it. For you to come there and release that potential. Release that energy. You release it by either speaking about it, by learning something about it, by doing something. 
even a blessing on a cup of water. So not only does it infuse your life with deeper purpose and meaning, it also changes the very universe itself. In quantum physics, the concept of the observer affecting that which is observed, which radicalized, was, was a radical idea. It wasn't accepted. Even today, people still wonder when they hear about it. Because it was always understood, the scientist studies, just like you study something behind a glass, you don't affect what you're looking at. Imagine that everything you look at is affected by your look. And observation has been proven to affect the way subatomic particles function. That they're in states of probability, indeterminism, indeterminate states, and the observer actually affects whether the light will appear like a wave or a particle. Check it out. And physicists speak about that we are living in an interactive universe. Now how that's explained, there are many theories, but it's been proven time and again. So we affect everything around us, even minuscule things, even though we may not be aware of it. And it affects us, of course, as well. Because there is an underlying connection between it all. But in more practical terms, it means that whatever you're going and whatever you're doing is waiting for you to achieve something. And when you do, you, take the, you transform the entire experience and the entire universe in a certain way. Now, people talk, I'm bored, I'm not motivated, I'm not inspired. And then we seek out things to inspire us. And very often we turn to things that are not necessarily so healthy. You'll always find it rooted in some form of boredom or monotony. That we need some high, some rush of excitement. The truth is it's there all the time, right in front of you. We don't live in a static universe. We live in a universe that's dynamic, filling, filled with energy. Today, there's no such thing as inanimate. Even if nobody's in this room right now, the subatomic particles are pulsating constantly with energy. And the same thing even more so on a spiritual level. It's, been, it's waiting, waiting for us to release that energy. If you have that attitude, you'll never be bored again in your life because everything has that potential. Obviously, there are times we need stimulation from without. But imagine if you're able to look at things. You look at a flower. You look at an hour. You'll see infinity in an hour in William Blake's words. Because everything, every detail has this power. Now, is this going to make your life less fun or more fun? I would submit more fun. Because it doesn't take away from the fun part. It just adds to it a dimension that is also lasting. So even when the vacation is over, it's not like, okay, nice vacation. You took pictures, selfies, whatever, and you shared them. But you actually come away with a deeper experience in life, deeper purpose for yourself and for the place you were at and what you accomplished there. Another way of putting it is that when you go somewhere on vacation, and this is like a practical application of what I'm saying, besides your plans, I'm sure you have plans where you're going to eat, where you're going to visit, where you're going to travel to, always be ready for the spontaneous. Meeting someone you didn't expect. Experiencing something you did not plan. That's where the magic lies. Don't allow yourself to get trapped in your plans. Not to say don't keep your, stick to your plans, but always be open to that spontaneity. Because that's where 
these deeper forces come to play, come into play. Sometimes our plans can get in the way. You may meet someone, you may hear something that can change your life, that can bring you an answer to something you've been struggling with, that can bring you comfort or resolve an issue that has been challenging you for a long time. Because as I said, it's all been waiting there for you to come and interact. But you have to allow yourself. That's the thing. You have to let go. Part of it is also letting go of your very plans. So I'm not suggesting disrupting plans, but just being looser about it. Talking about being loose, we have to also about being loose about our loose plans. Our plans around vacation. And, you'll, and things will happen that you never would have imagined. Many of us, when we meet people, we like to meet people we're comfortable with, we know. But no, maybe say hello to a stranger. Let the stranger say hello to you. I remember once going for a program. It was a holiday program, a Pesach, Passover program. And right when we arrived, so we're at the front desk, registering, getting to, checking in. And I see a couple who I had known, but not really well. And I saw that the, the husband and wife, the husband was a little more comfortable. The wife was very tentative. And the husband said, maybe say something to my wife if she's not comfortable, new place, new people. So I told her some of these ideas. And she kept thanking me throughout the program. She said, that's exactly the attitude I took. I said, it's an adventure. Embrace it. Seize the adventure. Don't look at it like tentatively or fearfully or what's going to happen. See, see it as exciting. Who are you going to meet? New people. Now, it took a little time, but it's an attitude. It's an attitude that wherever you go, you are not defined by the circumstances, no matter what those circumstances. Some things may be pleasant, some things may be unpleasant. But you completely define how you're going to navigate these circumstances, the place you're at, the people you meet, the interactions. And that's where, as I said, the magic happens. That's where things come alive. And guaranteed that becomes more fun and more adventurous, but also more meaningful. Vacationing with purpose. Where the vacation is not just vacating and leaving something behind, or vacate in the term of creating a void. On the contrary, you're filling. You're filling your experience with deeper purpose and meaning, with deeper significance. And this doesn't have to be very serious in the sense of, okay, we sat down now, we had a class and workshop on vacationing with purpose. It's an approach, it's an attitude that just changes the way you look at life. For many, vacation is an, ex is a, an escape. And I'm suggesting vacation can be an immersion, can actually be a way of spreading your wings, broadening your horizons, not just in where you've gone and visited and you've learned new things and met new people and new language or whatever it may be. A new culture. Beautiful nature. But also expanding your horizons, your own spiritual, psychological, emotional horizons. I find that to be quite exhilarating. And precisely because we don't have it all figured out. You have figured out perhaps your actual plan, where you're going to go. But what will happen? Open it up. Don't close it. Open it up. It will enhance you and whoever you're traveling with, and your family. Now, let's not make mistaken that this only is on vacation. This could also be at home, it could be at work, and whatever you're doing. 
I'm focusing on the vacation part because we're now entering in this hemisphere in the summer months. But the truth is this attitude spills over to everything we do. Everything becomes infused. Every fiber of existence becomes infused with the deeper choreography and narrative of your life. And that's quite beautiful. This has been Simon Jacobson, Meaningful Life Center. Meaningfullife.com is our main website where you can find there's a hub for so many different directions, wide array of different uh, programs. You can check out the calendar, subscribe to different offerings we have. Please take advantage of literally thousands of articles, videos, audio, text. And above all, please share. Love to hear from you. Comments, feedback. And of course, share it with your friends and with others. The ripple effect, paying it forward. That's how, talking about things happen. That's how we make things happen. Thank you so much and be in touch. And may you have a very meaningful and purposeful summer and vacation wherever you may be healthy and uplifting, inspiring, and with eternal impact. Be well. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com donate.